You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hey everyone, I'm Madison Morris and welcome into this episode of the OKC82 Podcast. After an incredibly thrilling game down in San Antonio where it took two overtimes for the Spurs to defeat the Thunder at 154 to 147. Guys, this was a crazy one, and it started with the Thunder coming out hot, going on a 10-2 start. Uh, But San Antonio, they just pulled ahead by as many as 16 at one point. It took two overtimes, and finally the game ended of all games. This game was just absolutely insane. Honestly, everyone was tuned into this game tonight. Watching my Twitter feed, I saw players like Steph Curry tweeting about this game, Rachel Nichols from ESPN, and um, multiple other outlets zoning in on Thunder versus Spurs. So it was an exciting one, to say the least. Um, I never thought it would really end, and I actually never thought the Spurs would stop shooting from three, but luckily that happened. So, you know, this really was just the game of all games. It had a lot of career highs. It had a lot of NBA records being broken. So, honestly, there's just... There's a lot to dive into with this game. Um, I will absolutely be taking questions at the end of the podcast because my co-host, Brady Trantham, and I love the interaction and people who invest in our podcast to hear us ramble. And uh, with All-Star voting coming to an end tomorrow, I believe, this was a really crucial game for guys like Russ, Steven, and Paul. Uh, And they all had pretty spectacular performances tonight. So uh, let's kick things off with Russ. Uh, what a game and what a playmaker. Honestly, Russ had one of his best games this season tonight, in my opinion. Uh, if not the best of his, I don't I think it was probably his best of the season. He ended with 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 24 assists, picking up triple-double number 13 of the season and number 117, I believe, of his career. Do not quote me if that is wrong. But uh, yeah, honestly, I'm not even talking about these numbers when I say I'm impressed with him because he really was a playmaker on both sides of the ball. Uh, He limited his turnovers to three tonight as opposed to seven against the Wizards and eight against the Timberwolves on Tuesday. Uh, He just really played some quality, unselfish basketball using great court vision and uh, utilizing guys like Terrence Ferguson and Jeremy Grant. And of course, he ties his career high of assists with 24. So you really have to take your hat off to rest tonight. Uh, he worked his booty off out there. He did make a lot of good plays and he had a lot of good looks. And he just looked he looked more like Russell Westbrook from last season where uh, he just really had that motor grinding the entire game. And he just worked really, really hard. And it was noticeable. So, you know, good for Russ. Um You know, Russ had plenty of opportunities tonight to take shots at crunch time periods. Uh, There was especially a couple points where I thought he was going to take some shots that people would probably at. And uh, that's kind of my best sound effect to describe what goes on through my head when I see Russ pull it for a three or maybe a, a pretty badly contested two. But, you know, he... He had some beautiful moments where he gave up wide open looks. He hasn't really been hitting in the past or, you know, past games or even past possessions tonight. And there was one time he sees Jeremy Grant for a couple of wide open dunks. Um, They were just monstrous. And that's kind of what Jeremy Grant has become known for. And then there was a time he passed it off to Terrence Ferguson from behind the arc. So uh, speaking of Terrence Ferguson, 
That kid had a hell of a game tonight, going uh, 7 of 12 from the field, 7 of 10 from downtown, and he ended with 21 points. Uh, this was also his first career back-to-back night with uh, four-plus three-pointers. So, you know, Terrence absolutely had the hot hand in shooting tonight, and he was such a large contributor in getting the Thunder back into this game when things looked kind of hopeless in the first half. Um, I've seriously been just incredibly impressed with Terrence the past few weeks of games because he's really fallen into this role of playing phenomenal defense for the Thunder, but he's also gaining more confidence on offense, and uh, he's finding his rhythm that Billy Donovan talks so much about. I think it was maybe a couple games into the season, and um, or may- I think it was actually after the Thunder finally broke that 0-4 start, and Billy Donovan He was asked, you know, kind of what's going through the guys' heads right now. You know, they've actually been playing some good basketball after starting out kind of poorly. And Billy Donovan said, you know, this is just something that this team is going to have to do. And once they do fall into a rhythm, that's going to be the biggest key for them finding success. And I think the Thunder have fallen into a little bit of a rhythm when it comes to, uh, you know, playing unselfish basketball, really utilizing your teammates, making some good shots, especially for guys like Paul George and Terrence Ferguson tonight. But, you know, they are on a three-game losing streak, so it hasn't exactly been like bells and whistles for the Thunder. But, you know, I really do think they're going to fall into this rhythm or they're going to find that rhythm again, and they can just go from there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like when Terrence especially, because we were talking about Terrence, when he finds his rhythm on offense, there's really no stopping him. Uh, anytime there was a vital moment for the Thunder to get back into this game tonight, Terrence was right there among high offensive shooters like Paul George. So talking a little bit about Paul George, um, you know, he he was someone who has really been a key for or he's been a key asset for the Thunder since about November. Uh, the month of December was incredible for him and sparked a flame for his name to be thrown around in the MVP talk. So Uh, You know, PG had 30 points on 25 shots tonight, went three of seven from downtown and had three steals. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Paul George. And I actually want to give a shout out to our friend um, Adam Francisco, the Suave Report. Uh, He's an awesome friend. He is a great journalist and he's always at the Thunder game. So we really appreciate Thunder or sorry, we really appreciate Adam um, and just all the good input he puts out for us. But or he puts out for the Thunder, but uh, he tweeted something tonight that was actually a really good point. He tweeted out, uh, imagine how different this Thunder team would be right now at this point of the season if Paul George had decided to leave during free agency. And I couldn't agree with that more because Paul George has just been an absolute phenomenon for the Thunder the past, oh gosh, it's been definitely over a month where he's just gone on this hot streak of his. So, I just, I'm so impressed with Paul George and the way he plays his basketball. He's, you know, he's asked about it constantly and he's so nonchalant about it. He says, you know, I'm just feeling good right now. I feel, I feel good. I feel strong. I feel healthy. I I see my shots. I get them. I know what I want to do when I'm out on the court and I see a good open play. So, you know, Paul George has just been phenomenal for the Thunder. He, um, you know, we can say all day that this is kind of due to the fact that he no longer has free agency hanging over his head, but I'm going to be totally blunt and say that I disagree with that. And I think that's something that people should stop saying. Um, I really do think it's because he's found his rhythm with this team, uh, with guys like Russell. I think he's especially found, you know, a way that he 
can play his best basketball on the court with guys like Russell, guys like Jeremy, um, especially with Steven, and these new guys that came in this season for the Thunder, like Dennis and Hamadou. And, I mean, even Terrence. I know Terrence was here last season, but, you know, Paul has just really learned how to play with this team, but he's also learned how to play the style that the Thunder have created. So he's feeling good, he's working hard, he has great focus, and he's experiencing the prime of his career at 28 years old. And so, you know, I just think that's really great for Paul, and I think he's going to continue doing this. I really don't see him going cold anytime soon. And uh, we've kind of talked about that when we've done, like, post-game shows, and we talk about it on our Saturday morning show, the Thunder Insider Show. You know, when is this hot streak for Paul George going to end? And I just, I don't really see it ending anytime soon because if he's going to be feeling this good and falling into a rhythm, then I see it being a consistent thing unless he just absolutely goes cold all of a sudden. And, you know, that's not the most uncommon thing in the world, but I don't really see that being a huge issue anytime soon. And, you know, for the sake of the thunder, I hope I'm right. So, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like it wouldn't be right to not give credit where credit is due. So I will say that San Antonio impressed the hell out of me tonight coming off a back-to-back against the Grizzlies in Memphis where they only picked up 86 points and lost at 96-86. Uh, the Spurs went to the locker room at halftime tonight with 70 points. You know, they came to play this game. Not saying the Thunder didn't. And the Thunder were coming off a loss as well. So, I mean, it was two teams meeting in San Antonio coming off of losses. But, you know, the Thunder had a day to kind of rest up and to forget that game against – forget the game against the Wizards on Sunday, which was just brutal, and then just get over that game against Minnesota on Tuesday. But, you know, San Antonio was coming – they were coming off a pretty disappointing loss to the Grizzlies, especially – for two teams, not even breaking 100 points. So, uh, you know, San Antonio, you just have to take your hat off to them tonight because they played a hell of a ball game. And I just, I was overall very impressed with things. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, he has a season high tonight of 56 points, and I believe that's actually his career high as well. Um, But it was just an impressive performance for the 13, 14-year vet. You know, this guy, he was just on fire tonight, and he led San Antonio in a lot of key plays. And, um, you know, he was just on fire on offense, and that's really what won this game for San Antonio. But, you know, what impressed me even more was that the Spurs picked up an NBA record of going 10 of 10 from the three-point line in the first half, all of which came – from bench players. None of the starters had anything to do with 10 of 10. And then they continued the hot streak in quarter three going, excuse me, going 14 of 14 before the charm was finally broken. So that, you know, that was unreal. I know that I was just sitting there watching this game tonight thinking that there's no way they're going to miss. Like, (laughs) I mean, they have to miss. No one's going to finish a game going 100% from beyond the arc. That's just unheard of. But you know, finally they did break. The, they broke the little charm that was going for him, but it was still impressive. You go fourteen of fourteen from the three point line. My goodness, that is just unheard of. But I've never seen a team have that much success from downtown consecutively, especially a team like San Antonio, who came into tonight as one of the worst teams from three point land. So, you know, the Spurs were just hot tonight. There's really nothing else to chalk it up to. They were hot because. You can't say, oh, well, they had time to rest. They have 
had time to practice and get things going for him. Like, they have had no time to rest, and they were just hot. And so uh, this game really could have been different. In fact, it probably would have been an entirely different game if one or two of those threes hadn't fallen. Uh, I don't even know if I'd chalk it up to bad Thunder defense, but rather just the Spurs getting all the looks they wanted and the basketball gods saying, yes, let there be threes. So, (laughs) you know, this was 58 minutes of basketball, people. We all witnessed 58 minutes of basketball being played tonight, and it was everything you could ask for if you were wanting to watch a good game tonight. Um, So, you know, real quick, I do want to touch on guys like Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams because these two are two players I'm constantly impressed by. And Jeremy Grant has a career high of 25 points tonight, shooting 10 of 20 from inside the arc, but only one of five from behind the arc. Uh, You know, Jeremy Grant was doing just about everything right tonight, from making hard shots look absolutely effortless, seeing the ball and setting himself up to make good looks on offense, and even taking a few hits to ensure the Thunder had the ball back. So, you know, it was uh, it was a great game for Jeremy until he eventually fouled out during the second overtime. But my goodness, the guy played hard. Uh, he played tough. And I'm a big fan of the style he has right now because, you know, Jeremy Grant, he, he was a good player last year, but he was not even close to the player he is this season. And I think it's just a lot of confidence being put in the starting rotation. Um, well, not even really the rotation. He's in the starting lineup. You know, he starts the games off. He kicks things off hot. He's become one of my favorite dunkers because he just has these insane athletic abilities to throw the ball down and make people just completely fall out of their chairs. But I'm just, I'm a huge fan of Jeremy Grant right now, and I'm super excited to see him evolve with this team as the season continues on. But uh, speaking of my favorite dunkers, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Steven Adams a little bit. He uh, he gave Thunder fans a little scare, and it, I wouldn't even say it was a little scare. It was probably a huge scare because of the player and how much he contributes to this team. He gave Thunder fans a huge scare going down with an ankle tweak in the fourth quarter, and he was immediately taken back to the Thunder locker room. Um, this could not have come at a worse time either. Uh, I think that was about the time the Thunder had tied the game for the first time in a very long time. And uh, probably not, I think this is the first time the game had been tied since the first quarter. And um, yeah, the, I don't know. It was just, it was bad because, you know, the Thunder are already without Nerland's Noel. And we all know that Nerland suffered a concussion uh, during the Timberwolves game on Tuesday. And that was just a scary sight in its own. It involved a stretcher and just a lifeless Nerlens Noel laying on the floor. So, you know, seeing Steven Adams go down with an ankle tweak and that guy is tough as nails. So when he's a little slow to get up, you know, it's something serious and him being immediately taken back to the Thunder locker room that just kind of opened the door for Patrick Patterson. And Patrick Patterson at that point was the only quote unquote center left for the Thunder And the Spurs 100% took advantage of that, picking up six or seven quick points and leaving the Thunder to fire up another game of catch-up. So it was just just scary. You know, you you never want to see any of the guys go out regardless of what team they play for just because maybe I'm just speaking for myself when I say this, but I find it incredibly disheartening to see an athlete go down because you know how much they've sacrificed and how hard they've worked to get to the point they're at. And, uh... You know, this is their life. This is their job. This is what they do for a living. So 
seeing an athlete go down with an injury, it just completely breaks my heart. And so seeing Steven kind of tweak his ankle tonight, I don't know about you guys, but I was just kind of like, God, you've got to be kidding. No way. Like, there's no way this guy's hurt right now. But luckily for Thunder fans, Steven did return to the game during overtime. Uh, and he did have an insane dunk where he looked like he started at the free throw line, then pulled a Michael Jordan from Space Jam to just extend his arm beyond human possible, like, that's not even humanly possible, but of course it's Steven Adams, so it definitely was humanly possible. Um, and he had like this awesome one-handed dunk just to tie the game again, and it was in the first overtime, and that pretty much secured a second overtime, so the Thunder weren't out of this game yet. Uh, it did look like he had a hard, a hard come down on that same ankle because he kind of, <laughs> he kind of winced a little bit and kind of like made this face like, oh gosh, like. <laughs> So it was that was a little scary also, but uh, you know, the Spurs, they just they came to win tonight. And that's exactly what they did, forcing the Thunder to go cold and shooting at the end of the second overtime. And uh the Spurs would walk away with this one fifty four to one forty seven victory and well deserved by the Spurs. They had a hell of a night. They worked their booties off and um, you know, Oklahoma City Good for them, too. That was it. This was a really exciting game, and it was one of the most exciting games I'd seen in a while. Because, of course, any game that involves two overtimes are definitely going to make fans sit on the edge of their seats. But it was just, you know, it's fun to see games like this because it shows two hardworking teams busting their butts out there, and you just you can't have anything but respect for that. So, overall. Incredible effort by the Thunder. Uh, this team fought like no other, being down 16. And San Antonio is no shock to this team. San Antonio is a hard place to win with that fan base and a legend like Pop coaching. But, you know, personally, I think the Thunder should hold their head high with this performance. It was a great game, and I only had minor heart murmurs, so <laughs> we're good. But, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we do have a couple of questions. I... Uh, or actually Brady, uh, he did send out a tweet for you guys to go ahead and tweet in some questions. I would love to answer. Um, so yeah, let's see what we have. Uh, so the first one's going to come from Corey Welliver, and that is at Welliver Corey on Twitter. Corey, thank you so much for listening and for contributing tonight by asking us some questions. And <laughs> this question's kind of funny. He asked, why do the refs hate Oklahoma City so much? And, you know, I don't want to talk too much about <laughs> officiating because it's really not my place. But um, I will say that there were a couple wonky calls there at the end. And I did find it a little ironic that um, that last call, I think it was on DeMar DeRozan. And he uh, fouled Steven Adams right as Paul George nailed a three-pointer that would have actually given the Thunder a little bit of life. And I think there was about like 25, 22 seconds left on the clock. But DeMar DeRozan fouls uh, Steven Adams, and they uh, call Paul, Paul George's three no good. So Steven has a chance to go to the three-point line, and this this was definitely the last play of the game, really, because – or did I say three-point line? I'm at the free-throw line. Guys, it's 1 a.m., so just bear with me right now. <laughs> but Steven has a chance to go to the free-throw line, and uh, he knocks down his first free-throw and then intentionally misses that last one in hopes to rebound his own shot, which he does, and he's incredible at doing that. But he uh, rebounds his own shot and tries to kick it back out to, I think it was Paul. Paul passes it off to Terrence, and then Terrence, you know, he just 
he didn't get the right look and uh he ended up throwing it away and I believe that was the last turnover of the game so he throws it right into the hands of a Spurs player and that pretty much seals the deal so you know it was I don't really I don't know what else to really say about the officials tonight there were just a lot of weird calls but you know there's going to be a lot of weird calls in the NBA and there always will be especially when it comes to Oklahoma City and I definitely not wanting to sound biased by any means, but you know, with every team, you're going to get some calls that you're just like, what? <laughs> but you know what? That's just part of the game. Um, hopefully the Thunder can just move on from this and not think too much about the officiating tonight. They can just focus because they have this game again in, uh, oh gosh, like 48 hours. So uh, hopefully the refs aren't going to be too much of a problem for the Thunder this year, but that's really all I can say about that without getting a little too out of my uh, territory. But uh, a good old friend of ours, Chisholm Holland. Chisholm is awesome. He produces a lot of the shows of the franchise. He's just a great friend, and he uh, contributes a lot on the OKC82 podcast. You guys have probably heard him a couple times, but Chisholm asks... Uh, are the Thunder openly trying to play basketball games without centers? <laughs> um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh no to the openly part. I, oh man, right now I think the Thunder are, are in a little bit of an unfortunate situation when it comes to centers because of course Stephen Adams is gonna be the most powerful center that the Thunder are gonna see, but you know with Nerlens going down with a concussion and who knows when he's going to come back and obviously for his sake the Thunder are going to want to keep him out for as long as he needs to heal but you know if Steven Adams is going to have a wonky ankle so uh does that mean Patrick Patterson's going to have to step into that center position the answer is yes I mean that is that that sucks because you know that's really not where Patrick is needed that's not where he is most efficient when he's on the court is at the center position uh, I would definitely leave him at the four rather than the five. But if it's going to have to be Patterson at the five, then so be it. And he's going to have to step up and he's going to have to make plays that guys like Nerlens had to play. You know, Nerlens went on a 20-game streak where he had at least one block. And him being taken out of the game on the stretcher the other night, that was just the most unfortunate thing for the Thunder because it's been so refreshing seeing this team have a backup center rather than just having Steven Adams and then throwing Patrick Patterson out there in the five where he's really just not strong enough to play that position. So, you know, I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly, Chisholm, but hopefully the whole situation with having a powerful center gets resolved and hopefully Nerlens comes back strong. So, yeah, that's going to be that. And um, let's see, um, Connor V. Sev- Severybody? Oh, oh! it's uh, Connor versus everybody. I see that now. Wow. Okay. It's definitely 1am right now. So uh, Connor versus everybody. He does a really good job of replying to a lot of my tweets, a lot of Brady's tweets. He's awesome. So thank you for listening, Connor. Um, he just says, oh gosh. And I, I really think that just means there is a lot of things that we just need to break down about this game. Um... I may not have hit the hammer on the nail too much with covering this game, but the good thing is the Thunder get to see this exact same team in 48 hours, and I have strong predictions that it's going to be pretty similar to this game. 
hopefully even more exciting. And uh, I'm just going to put it out there, hopefully not two overtimes, because overtimes are killer for the media. But um, I think this last question... Um, Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, that has nothing to do with this. So we're just going to cut that one out. But, yeah, that's actually going to wrap it up for questions tonight. So thank you for you guys uh, contributing. We love answering y'all's questions. We love involving people. It actually makes it a lot more fun for us and hopefully a lot more fun for our listeners. So, guys, uh, that is going to wrap it up. This was a little bit shorter rather than usually the 30 to 35 minutes that we go. This is probably going to stop at about 25, close to 26 But uh, that is going to wrap it up for the OKC82 podcast tonight. And the good news is, like I've said, we will witness this game all over again on Saturday night. Only this time it will be in Oklahoma City in front of the crazy awesome Thunder fans. Thank you all so much for your questions and keeping up with Brady and I on this podcast. We thoroughly enjoy chatting your ears off, talking Thunder basketball, and y'all are seriously rad for continuing to listen. So, yeah, that's going to do it. The Oklahoma City Thunder are now 25 and 16, 12 and 10 on the road, while the Spurs advanced 25 and 18, 18 and 5 on their home court. These two teams, like I said, will be back in action inside Chesapeake Energy Arena on Saturday at 7 p.m. rather than 8.30, thank goodness. And you will have another chance to hear both Brady and myself talk your ears off about this game. So, until then, thank you all for listening, and we will see you Saturday.